Welcome, everybody, to the Daily War Podcast. My name is Brian Whalen. Alongside, we got the core three, the trifecta, Bill Brundage and Kelly Robinson. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Bill, how are you? Doing great. Doing great. I will Good announce you your name so the listener knows who is speaking, not that they can, can't tell Kelly from Bill, but Kelly, how are you doing? <laughs> I sound just like Bill. I am very well. Hello. Thank you very much. Say water like an American. Water. <laughs> you know what it is, is, is the, the Englishman has a difficult time with the t no water water yeah right it's like that hard t in there Wa- water it's very soft Peter. isn't it it's like water <laughs> but water. Li- literally i've been there before but, but where i mean you you might have even been with me but i've been like in a you know starbucks or somewhere or, or somewhere and i've said hey can i get a bottle of water please and they're like, what am i but wa- i mean sorry can i have a bottle of water <laughs> and then they uh and then it works that's hilarious I was walking around because my neighbor, his name is Peter, and I was, I don't know, somehow you were in my head. And how would Kelly say that? Hey, Peter. Peter. Know, yeah, all right, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> Peter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there is no T. The T does not exist. No. Yeah, we spell it with an I. Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, man, it's good to be with you, gentlemen. Good to be uh, recording another episode of The Daily War. We're on quite a, quite a roll here. In fact, uh, I don't even know if you gentlemen know this. We're on iTunes now. Uh, no, I didn't know that. ITunes. We are on Stitcher. That's where I consume our content. Yeah. Wow. So uh, I'll uh, post that on the Insta. So and maybe even change our bio to the to the link to the iTunes one now. But yeah, we're we're like in the Official. mainstream. If you wow. if you look for us on iTunes, the Daily War podcast, you will find us. So and you know we're about obviously making things better for people and learning ourselves. And and I tell you, it's been a really interesting byproduct. And I'm going to start overly pronouncing my words now um like i've been in sales business development creating companies for years and like you brian i've been on numerous conference calls i've presented in front of people and you know what you get out of making a podcast that's never happened to me before as we do a hundred episodes you're compelled to listen to yourself speak for 50 hours now, in all of your sales careers, all of your businesses' careers, have you ever listened to even 10 hours of your own phone no, calls? No, no, really. And do you know what you realize? How many times they go, um, ah. Uh, yeah. And basically, for want of a better word, full of shit. And uh, so, what? and I did it then, and uh, see, yeah, naturally. Yeah. This is a really good educational process for making my telephone conversations much more powerful, much more meaningful, to try and stop and take a pause rather than joining it with the usual R's. Yeah. To be able to, you know, use words like water correctly. <laughs> no, it's good. Uh, anyway, but uh, it's good to be here. Nice yeah. to see you guys. Great to be here. Great to be here. My, uh, you know, you mentioned that. I remember as a kid, my father was a, a labor relations negotiator for city government. So he Ooh, always like negotiated against, really it was kind of a, he against firemen unions, against police unions, all that kind of stuff. So he was on Very the opposite popular. side of the table from, <laughs> yeah, people that we all know and love. So that was kind of unique. But I remember one time he was on television and being interviewed. I forget what the what the content was, context. But uh, I noticed the ums and the uhs in my dad at that point. And so ever since then, I've been conscious of it that I don't fill that space or try to you know use an um or an uh, but. So it's interesting that you mentioned that. And I haven't, have you guys listened to the, I mean, we've got what, five, maybe six out there now episodes. Have you guys listened to them back? No. Yeah, no. I have. You have? Yeah. 
I have not. So, so, so two reasons. One, because I think this is an educational thing, and I'm forcing myself to learn from it, and I'm forcing myself to become better, become acutely aware of the the traits and the way I speak and correct and improve them. Do you know, it takes a good four or five hours plus of listening to yourself before you finally accept, oh, God, that's actually marvel. Not you, because you've got the amazing voice, <laughs> right? But for the rest of us mere mortals <laughs> that don't have the smooth jazz, yeah. welcome to jazz radio <laughs> FM voice, um, once you get over the fact that actually, because you know when you first listen to yourself, that's, that's not me. That's not how I envisage my voice. My voice is much deeper and much more manly than yeah. that. And then I go, oh, God, I'm a high-pitched, squeaky guy. <laughs> David Beckham. <laughs> so, so then you eventually get over it. So then once you're over it, you go, okay, that's me. I accept it. That's the voice I've got. Okay, I'm going to learn to love that. And, um, and then you start to work on your, you know, your other bits. So, yeah. yeah, no, I listened to it. I forced myself. It was painful at the beginning. Great, uh, first of all, great lesson when you learn to accept what is and you move past what, what you're, what you aren't, um, you just move move past it as if it, it was never there. And it's no longer a hindrance. It no longer prevents you from wanting to have conversations. It no longer prevents you from wanting to put yourself out there as if you're going to be quote unquote exposed. Which for me was a was a big part of why I did not want to do this. Was this idea that man, if I if I share my truth, I'm going to be exposed and I'm going to be outed at work, or I'm going to be ridiculed by my family, or what, whatever it is. But um, yeah, just being able to be aware of who you are, own it, accept it. This is who I am. This is what I do. Then then whatever that is that held you back before no longer has any power of you, and you just move forward in, in power and truth. But but it's taken me a good, you know, because I've been on other podcasts as well. It's taken me a good four or five hours of listening to my own voice to kind of go. Okay, that's me. Accept it, love it, move on, do the best you can with it. And then, of course, every time I hear Bill speak, cue Bill, <laughs> maybe in post-production, um, I'm sitting there and I'm doing the usual English one-finger clap or finger clapping going, wanker. That's a very English word, isn't it? Yeah. Wanker. Well, I will. You Americans can't say that, by the way. I can't say wider. You can't say wanker. I'm bloody. I can't say bloody. Really, that's is that like the f bomb? And uh, no, no, you no, say sorry. bloody hell. It's just kind right. of we use it. Every, we we use the word bloody with it's like a joining word. Okay. It's like oh bloody hell. Yeah. This it, it, it it's it's just definitely part of the vocabulary. It's not considered a swear word. All right, good. Okay. Bring that back in the Whelan household. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, well, I'll tell you right now, before we get into the topic, I know you got something uh, prepared for us, which is much appreciated, but uh, I just love being with you guys once a week. I love doing this podcast. I, my, my hope and intention and purpose of doing this is that it would help others, but man, I'm getting, I'm getting a ton of benefit just from being with you gentlemen every week and, and putting this out there. And it challenges me to, uh, to continue to, to do what I say is important, which is, which is truth and transparency, uh, to be committed on a weekly basis. So it's been, it's been a joy uh, to do this with you guys and looking forward to many more. Totally agree. And you know, the other side, we haven't shared this with anybody else except the three of us. The feedback that we've gotten has been truly amazing. I mean, just that I've received, I don't know if you guys have, people have reached out to you, but just the feedback that we've received from, you know, people that love, that appreciate the fact that we're being honest, we're being transparent. We're talking about stuff that sometimes people don't want to hear or aren't comfortable talking about themselves. And, the impact that that's having on their own lives is, I mean, it's remarkable. I mean, I, I, I think I shared with you guys a text this week that somebody was literally crying during listening to one of our episodes. So it's like, I, I never thought that that was a possibility. And, but that's what, that's kind of what we set out to do is yeah. to be able to help people and, 
give them a chance to give them permission to be vulnerable and speak their own truth. And here they are doing it. And it's like, wow, that's, it's amazing to, yeah, to that's get awesome. what you want. You know? I personally um, have, have shared it with some friends and they've talked to me personally about it, how excited they are, how, how they think it's a great avenue and, and their subscribers, which is great. Um, and, and to get the messages that you get are, is pretty awesome, Bill. So I appreciate you forwarding those on. Mm-hmm. I, that's actually true. It's really nice. I mean, just any feedback because mm-hmm. it does help when people tell us what they like the things that resonate with people, it helps us to build on that and build the content that's relevant to people that are listening. Mm-hmm. And so that feedback's it's great, great thing to have. You know, and obviously we set out to, you know, to help people improve their lives. Um, but ultimately it's our journey. Yeah. Right? It's, yep. it's our journey and we hopefully bring people along with us. Yeah. Absolutely. Well that would be a good transition into your discussion topic for today. So I wrote something on the wall for you two guys, right? This is your challenge for next week. So it's th- it says and I wrote it and I know you guys have seen this before, but there are 168 hours in a week. What the fuck are you going to do with them? <laughs> so it's good. That's your challenge for next week: is to start telling people what we're going to, what you're doing with your 168 hours. Challenge accepted. I like that. I like that a lot. Okay, I'm going to confess. I'm guilty of a sin. Forgive me, Father. I'm 100 Hail Marys. <laughs> I'm the most non-religious person you've ever met in your life, so you can see the uh, the, the amusement in the uh, in the Pod One studio. Um, I set out a goal to hit 161, but my math was off. So today I was at 165 from about a buck uh, 170, 169 and a bit last week. Um, but I think I set myself a tall order. I dropped five pounds this week, or just just about five pounds, wow. 4.8 pounds, right? But to get to 161, I needed to have lost nearly nine. And that was a bit, it was, a, it was asking a lot for a week, <laughs> yeah. wasn't it? So I've worked really hard to shed five. So I failed on my target of 161. So I'm, I'm baseline in my 161 for next week, which gives me a target of, you know, four and a half pounds for next week as well. That's a tall order. Yeah, I, I think I'm working in it, but I'm thinking when I set myself up to drop eight or so pounds in a week, that was kind of, <laughs> it's pushing the boundaries of yeah. what's feasible. Without starving. And what were you doing? What have you done to to drop those pounds? Not that's, eat. <laughs> well, that's that's yeah, that's that would, not fair. <laughs> no, I, I was really. Um, I've been really uh, focused on my evening. So I've reduced my portion side. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, exercise I'm pretty good with anyway. Uh, but I stepped up the exercise a little bit. I've reduced my portion size by at least a third, if not half. And then I've religiously stuck to not eating late of an evening. So, you know, I'm I'm kind of having lunch and then I may have, um, you know, a small snack in the evening or I just won't eat after eight o'clock. And that seems to have made the difference in the in the last week. Just Obviously, no alcohol, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Wow. That's great. I mean, yeah, my thing, uh, I just weighed myself for the first time actually this morning and I was 185, which for me is light. I mean, that's uh, like probably high school college days uh when i started actually giving a damn about my my weight i was at 210 and so that's uh and that's that's kind of where i mean i don't want to lose anymore i'm not looking to get any skinny (laughs) (laughs) um and that's through yeah cutting out all junk food Mm -hmm. and really that's it that and exercise i do at least 30 minutes a day something and uh and just eat with intention, not just whatever's in front of me. And it's just come right off. 
I weighed myself today and I was at 225.4, I think. And I've kind of stayed at that area. But then when I look at myself without my shirt on, I'm like, oh, or with my shirt off, I'm, oh, I can see the difference. But I don't know. I'm not, I see it physically. I just don't necessarily see it on the scale yet. Yeah. And um, we took our passport pictures this week. And, you know, just looking at pictures from a few months ago to now, like I can see it in my face. But again, I'm just not seeing the results on, yeah. the, on the scale quite yet. That's the one like, you know, body being balanced business for me, at least is the instant gratification, the body. That's the one, at least for me in this time frame, there is a physical difference between where I was and where I am now. And that's been rewarding. Now there are differences as well in being balanced in business, but for me, it's most noticeable in body, which is affirming. It's like, wow, this, this really does work. And that same principle, although it may not be a physical representation is present and being balanced in business. Now we've talked at length. Currently my balance is a little bit in the shitter, but we're working on that. And it's always a work in progress. It's always getting up every morning. How are you gonna how are you gonna handle your hundred and sixty eight hours you have in the week? What portion of that goes towards still pouring into my wife, pouring into my kids? And I know the I know the results will come, but I've got a course correct which which I'm in the process of doing now. But I love I love that at least in the body there's a physical instant recognition you see it before mm -hmm. and after and that's been uh that encourages me it reaffirms that this does work if i continue to to do to do the work and that uh you know cal you mentioned this chop wood daily and the results will come absolutely and that's a really good segue into some of the things i wanted to talk about today or at least to put out there as a conversation with you guys um the the big headline for me on this is is consistency and Let's look at my story. I met you guys through that Next 90 experience. Started it way in, I don't know, 165. Finished it after 90 days in the 155 range. Um, you know, really focused on what I was eating, not drinking, the exercise. Then for some reason, Q1 of this year, so my second quarter of part of the Next 90, derailed, weight's gone back up again consistency all over the place and and now i'm getting focused again so my, my biggest struggle and i would argue it's the same for a lot of people is consistently doing the same thing and then i wanted to drill that down a little bit into sort of the mindfulness and the and the meditation side of our core form we'll talk a little bit more about that but do you guys I, see, see what i see from you guys is you're both super consistent like you know if you set out to do a certain thing you you stick at it I, I i seem to need like i'm the guy that needs the personal trainer you know <laughs> <laughs> they probably exist for people like me it's like i i i need a per you know i need a permanent accountability coach because <laughs> i'm just and and it's i am the one that can easily go oh, you know what oh i'll just start again next week and i yeah. mean how do you how does consistency roll with you i I would consider myself pretty consistent, but it is a daily struggle. It has been, especially this past week, it has been a daily struggle for me to, to do the things that I've committed to doing that I know I need to do, um, particularly in the areas that I struggle but, or that aren't my strength, and that's um, the body specifically, and then business is more open-ended. But really the body for me, that the, the consistency has been tough, but I know 
if I, I know I can't go back to where I was and the only way to get out of where I've been is to put in the work every single day and to be consistent about it. Um, so yeah, it's incredibly hard. It is incredibly hard, but I personally, I, the, the guilt, the shame, all of that, that I feel for not doing it, um, that I, I can't deal with that, that far outweighs any pain that I would endure for if I was doing an eight minute Tabata or 12 minute workout or doing three workouts in a day. Um, that that's the stuff that just compounds for me and sends me back into the spiral that I just, I can't afford to go back to anymore. Yeah. I mean, I'm similar too in that there is, there is a, I mean, the word that's coming to mind is a rut that at times I'll just fall into and that will be my, my normal, mm -hmm. you know, modus operandi. My, my method of operation is just to do what I've always done. But I, I too, Bill, as you mentioned, am, am committed to, to being different. <clears throat> in fact, when I first started this, my whole, my whole intention was my life will not look the same in 12 months as it, as it, as it did today. But I need accountability like you, Kelly. I need somebody to be held accountable to. Um, and so that's why I've checked in on the Voxer. You know, we're on this Voxer, the, the group of us, about 10, 12 people now, that I consistently check in every day on my core four, how I'm doing, and, and my corresponding power level that we talk about, one, two, three, or four. Now, you guys have noticed in the last week, there has I haven't checked in <laughs> on dropped, my score. dropped off. Because it's been abysmal. Can you last, Bill, you asked last week how, how we're doing on the core four, and for whatever reason, never, and never got, to, I never answered that, but I've been shitty at the core four last week because I got derailed. And when I get derailed and this last week, it was because of a, of a, a business trip I had that, um, that threw me and I sideways, I've been sideways and my, my routine has been thrown off. Um, and as a result, my, my core four and my consistency has been thrown off where I am more apt to justify not doing meditation or to justify not working out or to justify something because xyz and at the end of the day that's bullshit i mean that stuff happens obstacles will come whether it's a disconnection with my wife whether it's a job change whether it's a parking ticket i mean whatever it is obstacles will come and and one thing i'm learning is how to continue to be consistent despite resistance and and that's a challenge for me but um I, I am back on core four consistency. I haven't checked in the last couple of days, but I have been routinely doing um, the core four, the daily eight, and uh, and it's been good. But yeah, consistency is is the fuel that drives change, really. And it's um, you know, when you when you read as we do, and you hear from all these like so-called experts and gurus and life hackers and all whatever the you know the word is, right? It's the same message from most of them, right? It's wake up at four o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the morning, six o'clock in the morning, drink some water, take a cold shower, exercise, meditate, journal, brainstorm, review, set goals, consume some inspiring content, eat a protein-rich breakfast, etc., etc. Like, doesn't that get overwhelming? It gets overwhelming for me. And sometimes you feel like you've got a... F so, so what started off as let's have a routine of doing some things to set positive intention for the morning. Get so filled up that it becomes a task, such a mammoth task in itself, that you start cutting corners or finding bits that don't work. And so, you know, take the meditation, 
let's just take that one part. So I'd like to talk about this over a few episodes, but take the meditation part. When I first started, and, and there's loads of apps, right? There's Headspace, there's Calm, there's Aura Insight. You've all got your own favorite mm -hmm. ones or you do your own thing. Um, I was using the Headspace app. And at the beginning, the beginner's part of the Headspace app is three minutes. I'm like, that's really cool. I can sit quietly and I can think about what I want to achieve and I can let the app guide me through those three minutes. Once you finish the beginning section, three minutes becomes five minutes. And then once you do that, five minutes becomes 10 minutes. And then I stopped using it as much because, well, I've got to do all these things in the morning before I leave. Uh, so, so 10 minutes didn't fit anymore. And, and so I kind of like axed it out a little bit or you know, did my own version of it just to be quick. How, how, how has that affected you guys? Or has it? So finding a process that works, is that, is that what you mean? Or is finding a consistent meditation? Yeah, I mean, how, how do you fit everything in? Okay. I mean, let's be honest, right? It's, you know, if you're not careful, we'll all be getting up at two o'clock in the morning and never sleeping <laughs> because we've got like eight hours of things to do to set our intentions for the day. Right. You know, because my day still has, you know, I've still got emails that you know and, and how do i make payroll and dealing with new clients and you know i've still got life stuff to handle on top of all of this stuff yeah so so for me um because when i first started this i was getting up i was already getting up at four in the morning and to get to get ready and go to work so you was, were on jazz radio weren't you <laughs> you were the guy doing jazz radio at 4 a.m i'm i'm convinced of it late nights with bill <laughs> exactly <laughs> so i was getting up early anyway so it was really I had to be very, very efficient with my time. Um, and so I actually do my meditation in the shower. Sounds, but that was where I found I, I had my own space. I had my own time. And it was just like, it was, it was relaxing for me. So I knew, and I'm going to shower every single day. So that's, I just wove it into my day, my, the routine that I already had. But I made it work for me instead of me working for it if that makes sense. Uh, and that's guided or unguided? Uh, typically unguided. Okay. Like I will, I'll, I go through my normal routine of taking a shower, but then I will, I'll spend, I spend time every time, every time I'm in the shower, I'll spend time on my hands and knees first after I'm washed. I'll spend time on my hands and knees and I have, there's a prayer, a daily prayer that I go through. And then I transition right from that into my meditation. And I will just sit and let the water hit me and sometimes there, there will be something on my mind that I need to follow that through. And sometimes I'll just sit in peace or sometimes I'll just sit and go through the things that I'm grateful for. Um, and they can last, I mean, these can last for anywhere, what, three, three, five, 10, 15 minutes sometimes. And even, and sometimes even longer, if I know I'm in a rut or in a bad space, because that's one of my core four strength areas, I'll sit there and go through and, and, I'll, I'll work it out in my head, go through things in my head to be able to understand where I'm at and why I'm there. Um, but I, for any, for what I would say is I, I found a way to work it into my day. So it was working for me and I wasn't working for it. Um, and then I also, the, it can be daunting the number of things that you have to do, but I found the things that were non-negotiables, like the daily prayer and meditation was a non-negotiable for me. And I can do that in three to five minutes and anybody that says they don't have enough time that's that's shit everybody has enough time we have right. 168 hours that's enough time to meditate for three to five minutes or pray or whatever you need to do in that area of the core for and you can do a workout in eight minutes so um i guess for me it was um 
being efficient with my time and having it work for me instead of me working for it and weaving into my, my daily routine. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's, um, I, I do use the Headspace app. That was introduced to me when I first started this and, and it's, it's worked. It was, you know, there's a free 30 day trial and then there's a annual subscription, which I typically would never pay for that, but I wanted to invest in myself, you know, quote unquote. So I did. And so, and I, and I've, I've really enjoyed it. It's a guided meditation. So it walks you through, I, I, I did the basics and just how they talk about separating your thoughts, how to, how to look at them, you know, from a different point of view, from a different perspective, they have an animation about you're sitting on a rock watching the cars go by and those cars are your thoughts, this idea of separating yourself from, and all of that's been helpful. It's been helpful in me. Um, apply, I literally have applied that and it's helped me be a better parent, a little bit more patient. Um, a little bit more, you know, I'm not, I'm not as quick to, to anger. I'm not as quick to, you know, lose my temper because I'm trying to separate that. And, and so it's been helpful. I do, uh, I do, my goal is 10 minutes a day. I have a, a calendar entry for meditation. That is, uh, that is the Headspace app. And I try to do it in the morning. So yeah, my days are full. When I get to the office, it's a bit of a whirlwind. And once I get in that stream, it's difficult for me to have my own agenda. Um, so I try to do it before I get in that stream, which means either I was doing it right after my workout, which was about six thirty in the morning. You know, I do my 30 minute, whatever workout. And then just right after that 10 minutes of cool down meditation or, uh, lately I've been doing it when I first wake up. So I, I, I moved my wake up time from six to four thirty, and now I wake up and I immediately do meditation and memoir because those are the two that kind of got lost. So I try to get them done first and second, but <clears throat> it's been, it's, it's been huge for me. So that's been one of the, one of the gifts of doing this is the meditation is actually being intentional about taking a minimum of 10 minutes. And I agree, Bill, there's, you got to find 10 minutes in a day. It helps me be a better person. And so therefore it's, it, it adds value and I make sure that happens. And, uh, and I, you know, I, I continue to do the, the Headspace app. There's all sorts of topics right now. I'm going through one on focus, which has been helpful. So it's it's been impactful for me. So why do you think I struggle so much to... So I have the same app, Headspace. It's the one I used. I was great with the three minutes. Why do I feel overwhelmed with all of the things I'm trying to do in the morning? Maybe I should cut some of them. I mean, why is it I'm cutting out that Headspace app and... And I keep coming back to 10 minutes. I haven't got 10 minutes. I'll split it into two five-minute sessions or I'll just ignore it. When you get up, is there, I got to be here, I got to do this. I mean, are you already thinking about your day, the phone's going, you're, you're checking? So, so I keep my phone on airplane mode. So when I go to bed at night, I put my phone on airplane mode and it stays on airplane mode. I get up in the morning, typically around six. I walk the dogs, get that done. That takes me 30, 45 minutes. That's kind of, and, and, and I'll run with the dogs. So that's kind of my workout component. Just, I'm sorry to interrupt, but is there an opportunity in that to, to, to do the headspace during your, your workout or during that walk? Cause that's time to yourself. You're outside. I mean, you're not going to have a conversation with the dogs, but I mean, that, that's a really good opportunity for you to maybe weave that in. Maybe the first 10 minutes of it, you listen to the headspace app and while you're moving, be, because it, it sounds like your brain and is constantly going, Con you're always looking for the things to connect and what you have to do. And so why not, if you're walking and doing your meditation at the same time, that might actually, you might benefit greatly from that because if you, if you can't sit still and you get uncomfortable with that, 
well, then find a way that it works for you and how you work. And maybe there's 10 minutes in your walk to do that. It's, it's not, I, I enjoy it. It's not, I, I, I'm uncomfortable with it. I okay. actually quite like the 10 minutes. I just, and maybe it's because half of my business is in Europe. So the minute my phone goes on, the UK, it's mm-hmm. their afternoon and the day's activity is flooding. And so then I've kind of faced the choice of do I jump on that? And it could be fires. As, so possibly I should maybe wait 10 minutes longer, do the meditation before yeah. I turn my phone on yeah. and before I invite the day in. Um, that's an interesting thought. Yeah, I, I always just seem to, f- it, it seems to be the one, which is why I want to talk about it. It seems to be the one thing that I, I find the easiest. Like I'll always work out. I'll always get up and, you know, even if I'm not walking the dogs, I'll get up and I'll do some sort of workout and that'll be one workout and then I'll do another one during the day at some point. So that's not an issue and the rest of it I'm fine with. But that meditation part is, if I'm going to sacrifice one thing, it always seems to be that. And uh, and uh, and if that's if I'm like that, I'm sure other people are as well. Mm-hmm. But we get so much benefit from it. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to get some sort of understanding from you guys as to how you've made it such a part of your routine and it's effortless for you. Whereas for me, it's an it's it's an effort. I have to. I feel like I have to find the time to sit down and do it. So are you good about your calendar? Do you keep if you do you utilize your calendar to yeah. set your day? Yeah, I live by it. Okay, so then what I would say is set your alarm for 6 o'clock. And, or you wake up at 6, and then you set another alarm or a, a calendar invite for yourself at, from 6.01 to 6.10 um, to meditate. Because if, you if you're the type that if you put it in there, it gets done, then actually create the time and space for it. And then continue to keep your, your phone on airplane mode. And it doesn't go off, until, it doesn't go into off airplane mode until 6.11. Or six oh five. Yeah, mean, I would just start with maybe three minutes. Yeah, I would get that in before you take off the airplane. The other thing is, like for me, I as I mentioned, I found I've seen results in it. I find value in it, and so therefore, it's it's increased on my priority scale. And maybe, maybe for you, you haven't seen the value in it, and how it affects your day, how it helps you to <clears throat> interact with whatever those triggers are that you come across in a day. But I did hear something recently about meditation and how when you take that time. I think there was something about talking about a, a busy life versus a hurried life and how that it's fine to be busy, but once we get hurried, then we kind of, everything kind of goes out the window and how they talked about the gift of meditation, just being an opportunity to slow down, to just get, just have your mind rest, almost like your muscles need to rest at the same time your mind needs to rest and it's a way for the, to do that. And then once you do that, you're more productive, you're more apt to be focused on, you know, people that you're talking to and whatnot. So, you know, maybe that's the value for you, but, uh, you know, until you find value in it, then it may not be a priority for you. What's your opinion on slotting into a different part of the day? So you're sitting here in Pop One Studio, which is in, in my office. I could comfortably come in here for 10 minutes during the day, reset myself, use that app there, probably not be disturbed. Mm-hmm. Actually, I wouldn't be disturbed. I mean, given that freedom, do you think that can work? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. There's times I do at the office, which I have a, a huge window, so it's kind of, I'm always afraid somebody's going to be looking at me just staring out the window. <laughs> <laughs> and so I have that in the back of my head, and it does affect my meditation. But yeah, this this studio would be perfect for that, as long as, you know, put a sign on the door. As long as you feel comfortable that I can focus here for 10 minutes. Because mm-hmm. I think for me, that's the key. If, if there's something moving in my mind, then it, it negates the entire point of the meditation. For me, if I'm not focused on that guided meditation, 
and just being committed to listening uh, to the breathing, to, you know, focusing on my senses, on my intention, on all that kind of stuff that the meditation is taking me through, then it's pointless. So as long as I ha I'm in a safe place to do that, whatever the time of day, it works. And I just want to, I was, the meditation didn't always come easy for me. Um, I had to set, and I, I'm looking at my phone right now, and I still have it in there. I had to set three reminders throughout the day, and it's called Calibrate. And I did it, it was set for 6 a.m., 12 p.m., and 9 p.m. And, and that was the reminder for me that I needed to, if I hadn't yet, that I needed to calibrate, meditate, figure out where I was at, where my thoughts were, how my, where my energy was taking me, and is that dire the direction that I wanted to go. So I, I had to start, I started out doing it, setting a reminder, because I'm like you, I set, if it's in my calendar, it gets done. If it's not, then I forget, and then it doesn't happen. So by setting that reminder three times a day, I started doing it three times a day. And it just, then it became, to your point, Brian, as, as I was seeing the results and I was being able to focus more on the things that mattered, less on the things that didn't, the noise kind of cleared. And, and just that, I had clarity. And again, I had to do it three times a day set a reminder three times a day, focus on it three times a day to make it a part of who I am now. This is good stuff, actually. And um, and I think this is the whole point of what we're talking about, right? Yeah. I've used this entire session, hijacked it for my benefit. <laughs> um, but one, one last question, because I read this and I thought it was a really fascinating idea. So, um, you know, tea is really important in, you know, certain parts of um, the world. And Buddhist monks used to have a form of meditation that involved a tea ceremony. Do you think we could do the same with our Starbucks? Like, do you literally think, imagine if we, you know, grind your beans and then you listen to the each um, drip and, and the, you know, but the coffee maker and you could take that process of bright gr brewing and grinding your coffee in the morning. Could, could we make a American core for meditation coffee ceremony? I'm in. <laughs> I mean, that was a serious, I mean, I'm serious. I think, why not? I'm, I'm trying to think of something that I can, that can justify the time because no way do I get up in the morning and not make coffee. And, and I'm English, so if I make coffee, and I'm a coffee snob. <laughs> like, I want nice beans. <laughs> so is it something to, to make it part of the ritual? Maybe I'm not totally understanding. Yeah, make a ritual out of it. Of like you in the shower. Could you do it with making coffee? Oh, absolutely. I think you absolutely yeah. could. Yeah, I, think I mean, I hear what you're saying. It's, it's this idea of you have this routine, this structure, the same thing over and over, that your mind is not trying to figure out how to do it. It knows the process, and just in doing the process, there is, there is serenity, there is purpose, there is, there is calmness, there is all that. Well, and I think what you might be able to find just initial thoughts in something like this is is if you if you're a coffee snob and you know where the beans are coming from and to select bean, during the process of you creating creating the grinds, you might you might be able to 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 give go to a meditative place. And give gratitude for the people that, the people that create or that grew the coffee growers, the people that delivered it, the beautiful place that the beans came from. Imagine yourself there. What what does it look like? What does it smell like? Um, and then the journey to come to where you're to, to literally your house, and to find gratitude for all that might be that there might be something in there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's awesome fun. topic. Thanks, Kelly, for bringing it up. Thank you, guys. It's some uh, something I'm going to continue to to consider and and really define what meditation means to me. So I appreciate that. Well, awesome topic. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks, Bill. Awesome discussion as usual. 
We appreciate you all for listening. Um, as usual, you can find us at the Daily War Podcast on Instagram, and you can DM us there, or our individual um, usernames are on that bio as well. Thanks always for listening. May you find strength in what you hear, and continue to fight the good fight, and we'll talk to you next week.